to join Cruz McCalligan. And I'm always intrigued, as I said, every week I say this, by the subject that she chooses. And it's quite predictable today. I thought, you know, it's got to have something to do with the weather. So how are you, Cruz? I'm well. How are you doing, Sadia? I'm all right. Just carrying an umbrella. But what is this thing about umbrellas? Because um, everywhere I go, I carry this. But everywhere I leave, I forget it. And, I, and then I have to run back and get it. So, uh, And it was a big thing. Why would I forget it? But I do. So that's uh, my bit for the weather for you. <laughs> well, at least you remember one. I always, I only ever have an umbrella when I don't require one or I end up with one that is particularly rubbish, which is what happened to me yesterday. Actually, I went for a walk. It wasn't raining. Then I heard that big bang of thunder mm. and that sheet of rain came <laughs> towards me. And I had this little pathetic pop-out, fold-out one. And the thing is that I am well endowed in both stomach and bum at the moment, Sadia, <laughs> so it covered nothing. <laughs> I had a wet bum and a wet pregnant stomach <laughs> under, this, <laughs> under this umbrella. It did not cover anything. Um, but yeah, but we're talking about weather forecasting yes. today. I spent my entire weekend, actually in the entire last probably week, mm-hmm. glued to the Hong Kong Observatory app trying to work out the weather forecast for the weekend. It was my daughter's birthday. We were meant to have a party outside. And I cannot tell you how obsessed I became (laughs) with the weather forecast, you know, and the percentage of rain, watching rain radars. I mean, even on the day that I was setting it up, and spoiler alert, it was a disaster. It got completely (laughs) rained off three minutes before it was meant to start. That's a shame. Everything went wrong. But... The whole day I was glued to this radar, rain radar, and going, well, if it looks like if it's moving this, this took an hour to move this fast. I think we've got about an hour. We've got about an hour, and then the rain would come. (laughs) I was obsessed, totally obsessed. And um, it's funny as well how your perception of weather changes at different parts of your life as well. Because I remember being younger and quite savouring the idea of like a big storm that would keep me inside all day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, what a delight. The weather's going to be bad for this weekend. I won't feel bad about having my feet up and watching TV. But now I'm older and more productive and I am prone to cabin fever. And if I know that I'm going to be stuck indoors, which for a lot of us have been for the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty wet and yes, unpredictable in Hong absolutely. Kong. That, you know, I was like, you know, I actually get really depressed thinking about bad weather. But I'm also very humbled by it. Like, I love... The fact that it's something that none of us can really control. Okay, climate change aside, climate is different from everyday weather, right? But, you know, it's just something we we can't control. It's just going to be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember a few years ago interviewing a lovely meteorologist from the Hong Kong Observatory on the 123 show, actually. Mm -hmm. And he was a delightful human being. And I was asking him, like, how did you become a weatherman? Like, why did you study meteorology? He's like... I just found it so fascinating. I just, I found that so refreshing. You know, we all have all these things that are given to us as kids about different careers you can have. And it's like doctor, lawyer, vet. (laughs) But nobody ever talks about being a weatherman. And actually, um, it's quite amazing being a meteorologist. Anyway, meteorologists get a bad rap. They really, really do. And we see this in Hong Kong. You know, we've had a couple of instances in the last couple of years where, you know, when there's a Typhoon 8 and the Hong Kong Stock Exchange has to close, close mm. and then if it's not a really really bad storm then they say why did they close then they get they get everyone gets angry at the meteorologists whose job is to try and make sure people are safe in the elements we can't control um so it's quite fascinating but <clears throat> it's interesting because we talk about I'm, I'm talking about weather forecasting today specifically um because 
it's, you know, actually, we can, we always tend to think that, you know, the majority of forecasts are actually very accurate these days. Um, a three-day forecast is as accurate as a one-day forecast was, you know, um, <laughs> many years ago. But that doesn't mean that some predictions can't still go awry. And so I was looking at this a little bit more. So firstly, when you get the forecast wrong, it's called a bust. A bust. It's called a bust. Mm -hmm. So some busts are bigger than others. So you might say the temperature is estimated to be 26 degrees and ends up being 25 degrees. That's a bust. It doesn't really bother you. Um, It might be that you say it's going to be light rain and then it ends up being a red rainstorm warning. That would also be a bust. (laughs) Okay. Um, But also the science of meteorology has advanced at breakneck speeds in recent years. So there's lots of tools people use now to understand more about our atmosphere and predict what might happen next. Um, And of course, it was only a few generations ago that people just, there would be a hurricane or for us in this part of the world, a typhoon, and you'd have no idea it was coming. I mean, you might be able to make some predictions like it's very, very hot. That usually means there's going to be a big electrical storm coming or something. Or like I used to have... um, I remember when I was at school, at at secondary school, during sort of summer months at three o'clock in the afternoon, just before there'd be that daily monsoon downpour, Mm -hmm. the sky would fill with dragonflies. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking, like, the more dragonflies you see outside, it's like, you know, the rain's coming. So we all have these old wives' tales, you know. Um, But of course, now we know. And because we know amazing things can happen you know like and mm. um, we can we can save people's lives we can help people or we can try to mitigate the effects of something that can be pretty intense you know and of course um the models that we use can can often mess up they're not always accurate some um of the worst forecast busts come from weather models giving us bad information and um the thing is advanced computer algorithms which we're using now will be able to predict weather much better in the future but sometimes people think you know for example that a hurricane is going to go one way and hasn't gone that way and goes a completely different way and that's happened in in recent history too and of course there's human error you know weather models are there for guidance but also the meteorologists like any scientists are up there to interpret the data and use their knowledge and experience to figure out what's right and what's wrong and there's a decent amount of instinct and judgment that goes into forecasting so it's not unusual for someone to get it wrong although as i said people <laughs> poor meteorologists are really badly you know they're pretty mm-hmm. they take the brunt yeah, they do when there's a bust <laughs> absolutely um so yes i mean of course there's also the fact that random chance has an impact you know that our atmosphere is pretty complex and fascinating and lots of things have to happen the way that different levels of the uh, layers of the um the air interact with one another temperatures everything there's you know a day can have the perfect ingredients for severe weather but sometimes nothing happens you know and we've had that before where you have a whole day just threatening to rain you're like any minute now any minute now and it never does and it's almost frustrating because you're like, I've, I've stayed inside all day because you look dark and gloomy and that's what I'm supposed to do. And yet it hasn't rain, rained. So there's lots of different kinds of things that happen in that way. Now, um, what's really interesting is that, like, we're the science of weather forecasting um, is, as I said, advancing all the time. Google have an AI um, a whole arm of AI, which is called DeepMind. So it's an artificial intelligence part of the Google business mm-hmm. that has developed a system for allowing forecasters to predict the chance of rain within the next couple of hours with much higher precision. 
Um, but people have been attempting to work out whether it's going to chuck it down with rain or not for thousands and thousands of years. As far back as 650 BC, mm. the Babylonians in modern-day kind of Iraq and Syria tried to divine the weather based on cloud patterns and astrology. By 350 BC, the Greek philosopher Aristotle was describing weather patterns in text while even apparently Jesus Christ had a crack at forecasting in the New Testament, right? So, but it wasn't until the 19th century that the science of weather forecasting truly began with the invention of the electric telegraph in 1835. So this was soon after this happened, the Royal Navy um, developed the wind force scale, which is named after the Royal Navy officer Francis Beaufort, which became known as the Beaufort scale, which is the wind force scale. And so there's all these different things. So um, the sink, there was a sinking of a royal charter ship in a storm off the north coast of Anglesey in October 1859. And this inspired Royal Navy officer um, Francis Beaufort and his protege, Robert Fitzroy, to develop weather charts, which he described as forecasts the first known usage of the term. So we actually have a date in history and a time in history where they started calling it the forecast. Right, Mm. which is really interesting in a way. And then they went on to, he went on to help set up 15 land stations, which used a telegraph to transmit daily weather reports and led to the creation of a gale warning service. And the first daily weather forecasts were published in the Times. So, of course, this is interesting, just thinking about how this first unfurled, that you'd be, okay, I'm over here on the coast and it's really windy. How do I tell people all the way inland or, you know, further up the coast that the wind's mm. going to come to you? Because it's not the same, weather's not the same everywhere, right? Mm. You know, even mm. in Hong Kong, we know it can be flooding in the new territories and sunny in the south side or vice versa. So... Um, it's just amazing to think that you were then sending a telegraph going, quickly, the wind's coming, the wind's coming, the wind's coming, the wind's coming, to everyone in this sort of uh, chain of events. Um, and of course, in the 20th century, advances in understanding atmospheric physics led towards kind of our numerical weather predictions as well. And now we look at things relating to pressure, airspeed, precipitation, temperature. And these are collected from around the world and fed into some com- supercomputers for analysis. So it's pretty amazing. You know, so it's, um, yeah, so it, it's quite incredible that all these different things work in different ways, but they're not totally consistent. So um, I know from being obsessed with the weather for the week before my child's birthday party, as I've mentioned, <laughs> that I went on multiple. It was like, it was like visiting different gypsies. Okay, or like crystal ball gazers. I went on different websites and said temperature in Hong Kong. Someone's going to say it's going to be nice. Yeah, and I was like, I was just trying to find the one that would say, actually, it's going to be a pretty nice day. But like, of course, it wasn't that much. But there was quite a lot of variation between different different platforms, Mm. you know. Um, So yes, so um, another couple of facts about weather forecasting. Apparently, if there's a fifty fifty chance that a forecast will go wrong so if people mm-hmm. say it's 50 this will happen nine times out of ten it will go wrong okay okay so always so err on the side of caution okay okay um there's no matter how the forecast turns out there's always another forecaster who knew it would be that way <laughs> <laughs> okay and there will always be a forecaster who knew it would happen that way but never told anyone else about it the smug guy who sits on the side yep. right okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, of course, no two weather patterns are alike, mm-hmm. although someone will remember one that occurred, like, in 1984 that was just like this. So, like, there'll always be this memory that we have of the weather. Um, of course, uh, you'll never 
you know, it doesn't matter how much kind of good data you have. It could just be the analysis that went wrong Mm -hmm. as well, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, they say that all kind of extended forecasts, so that's where you're looking like week ahead or in Hong Kong, I think they have the extended forecast of nine days. I know this from my um, from your research preparation. last week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nine days in advance. But that's pretty much make-believe. You have you have no real way of looking at that, right? So, um, of course, we also have other things that people have passed on about, you know, how do we see that what the weather's going to be at like, you know, and that um, that little adage, red sky at night, shepherd's delight, shepherd's red delight. sky in the morning, shepherds take warning, those kinds of things. Um, people saying a ring around the moon means rain is coming. A clear moon means it's going to be cold weather. High clouds mean good weather. Low clouds mean storms. Um, but, you know, of course, once upon a time, it was probably as basic as the rock is wet. So <laughs> it must be raining. Um But, of course, it would have been pretty fascinating to be alive at a time when we didn't have weather forecasts. I mean, think about how incredible that would be, that if you were having a bad day and you cursed someone and then later that day there was a clap of thunder. I mean, it's just so... It's so intrinsically linked into how we see, you know, you've got Egyptians who worship the sun god because, you know, people have known we need rain, we need sun for, for to, to grow crops. We, we have this um, idea about different things. But, of course, it's just fascinating to think, you know, for so long, um, you, you, we wouldn't have known what was going to happen and it would have just been really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, so there's lots of different kind of like, and then you've got um, different kinds of clouds, which people are obviously categorized as well. And this is one of those things I find really fascinating about my husband. He he trained as a pilot. So he did um, he did um, flying aeronautics at university. And so he's um, very good at naming clouds because you have to be good at naming clouds. So he has very few areas of specialized knowledge that I can, <laughs> that I find interesting. He's very into technology. So I learn out a little bit there but when um whenever i see interesting looking clouds i said what is that and he goes oh it's a cirrus or it's a nimbus or it's a yeah because he had to learn them all to be a pilot i didn't know you could name clouds i mean they keep changing shape and form all the time don't they Oh, there's lots of different kinds oh, of clouds, Sadia. That's, oh. a, that's a lovely rabbit hole for you to get lost there in at go. some point in yeah. time. Yeah, I'm just look at all the different that. kinds of classifications of different clouds. Um, so, yeah, it's quite fascinating in that way. Now, um, of course, we, I, we talked a little bit about ancient civilizations and that sort of thing as well. Um, but it's still quite a young discipline and a young science discipline. So I can understand if someone was scientifically inclined, how it would be really fascinating to get into learning more about forecasting right like it's 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 like the definition of a scientific model you have certain data and metrics and you have to devise you have to make conclusions based on the information you have um and it might be different from other people it might not be different from other people you can you know you can visualize there's different ways of visualizing things as well um but yeah so it's 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 pretty interesting in that way have you ever had like things where you've thought, oh, okay, I, I know what the weather's going to be like today? Or do you have any kind of like old wives' tales in your family? No, I think it's the, the usual ones where, you know, red sky at night, fisherman's delight type thing. Um, and I think. Fisherman. So you say fisherman. Yeah, I've we been say. Told shepherd. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> fisherman's delight. And also, I think there's something to do with the birds that, uh, you know, if uh, after rain, if the birds are coming down to get the worms, then you know that it's going to still rain again. Or I don't know. But I 
uh, yeah, you hear these things and they might be kind of myths. I think also what happens is that with the weather, people also do, uh, you know, things like they, they have these fried things to eat when it rains and they think, oh, I, you know, now it's rainy weather, we've got to eat this type thing. So oh, really? Is that different? a thing? Is yeah. that a thing? People have certain yeah, things yeah. to eat during yeah. certain types like, of weather? Yeah, like for instance, they do, like I know in South Asia, there's a very common thing my grandmother used to always say it too, that, oh, look, you know, if it's going to rain, then make sure you make loads of pakoras, like, you know, the tempura type stuff, mm. and um, eat those, you know, stay indoors and just make tea and pakoras. <laughs> so That's so that was delightful. quite nice. So I, I think, yeah, yeah, I hope it rains then tomorrow. <laughs> but oh, but wow. I, think, I think people have different myths and stuff anyway, just attached to places that they live in. And I'm sure if in, in these tropical places, I'm sure people would say that, oh, look, you know, this is happening now, so that means we're going to have some thunder or lightning and stuff. And maybe there's some truth in there somewhere. There might be. You know, as you said, like, you know, there might be a few things in there that ring true. That's true. I always think about, um, I was often told, like, maybe I'm misinterpreting something, you know, when things get amalgamated from different cultures mm. together. Mm. But about, like, if it's a rainy, stormy day when a baby's born, it's because someone important has entered the world or something. Oh, and of course, gosh. it's bizarre <laughs> because, you know, like, the weather would be different in every single part, corner of the <laughs> earth on any given day. But I remember that kind of thing as well. And, um, you know, I think... It's just like that um, that perception that the weather is reflecting your mood. I've mm. often been, I, I mean, I'm someone that can be very affected by seasonal affective disorder, you know, mm -hmm. when like right. when things are really grey and gloomy. I mean, even the last week I found it impossible to keep my eyes open all day because it's been so dark with yeah. all the dark and clouds. And you do find that. I mean, uh, that's the one thing that I find in Hong Kong that you do actually get a good stint of good weather, right? So oh, you can you can actually say, yes, I want to have a barbecue and I know I can have have it this week the weather will be good but you know I've spent a good part of my life 21 years in Scotland and Scotland the weather is like you will have all all the different types of weather in one day you will have the wind you'll have the hailstones you'll have a bit of sun and you cannot predict anything you cannot say like you know things like you were talking about your children's birthday party and you know there's no way I remember doing that when I was much you and the kids were younger thinking oh should we do it outside but we would always have a plan that you know if it wasn't going to go, be good then we'll change it we'll just change the plan because you could not depend upon even the forecasts I mean there's been lots of boo-boos that have happened in the UK one specifically with um, one of the um, weathermen who said that no no the weather is absolutely fine and then suddenly we had massive gale force winds and so much damage and this poor guy oh was really um you know as you say like he was completely busted i can tell you that but um <laughs> he really had a hard time michael fish it was that was his name and my goodness he never could live that down because people were always it became a joke after a while you see but but it was incredibly like inaccurate what what he ended up saying and 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 i think it was the worst ever wind and and storm seasons that season that we had um, for about three, four days constantly. So well, they didn't detect it at all, but it was Gosh. crazy. It's really well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because we still see meteorologists as a sort of modern shaman. Yeah. You know, like, even though you could look outside and be like, it looks like it might rain. Like, yeah. any of us could do that, right? I'm doing that right now. And I could say that, Sadia, it looks like it might rain. If I was to hazard a guess, 
I would say maybe it's 20%, 30% likely mm. it will rain mm. in the next few hours based on my observations out of the window. But at the same time, we trust in this sort of weather forecasting thing. It's our, it's our gazing into the crystal ball that they know better. They can see something we can't see because they yeah. have satellites and instruments and things like that. Well, technology um, is huge now anyway, and I think we do trust them a lot more now because, you know, generally the weather forecasts are not too bad. They're reasonably sort of, you can't go nine days though and say oh, that's going to happen. But. Of course not. And it's just incredible that we actually have that to fall back on. I have to say, I do always recommend that people, if they never have, and I hope it's still up there, the Hong Kong Observatory have a blog um, and I once, I don't ask how I found myself reading the Hong Kong Observatory <laughs> blog page, Sadia. But I think I did, you need some was, help there, Cruz. <laughs> and it was a number of years ago. And I remember just falling a little bit in love with the Hong Kong Observatory <laughs> because it was these blog posts written about, um, about so many things, about kind of like different weather, shifting weather patterns, historic instances of bad weather. There was even one about nuclear power and how a meteorologist had visited a new nuclear power plant. It was this very reflective, introspective piece, thinking about his children's futures. And it was very heartfelt, actually. And it made me realize, you know, how humbling it would be work, would be to work in something like weather forecasting. You know, like, of course, this, you know, that it is this sort of thing where you're, you're trying your best to, to provide a public service. Right. Like it's not just for general interest. Mm. People's entire livelihoods are based yes, around the absolutely. weather. People's yeah. well-being is based around the weather. Um, and I don't know if they have it anymore because I haven't watched uh, local TV in years and years and years. But do you remember Freddie? <laughs> yeah, see, they still yeah. have him. And they, they had him. <laughs> oh, they asked, how's the going to I watch it every night, for goodness sake. And then they say, oh, how's the weather going to be today, Freddie? And he walks in and suddenly he's struck by lightning and you see all his bones. In him. <laughs> and there's another one where, where suddenly they say, what's going to be like? And suddenly the whole thing fills up with water and he's swimming out with goggles and stuff. So, so he's very oh. much there. Yes, he's oh, alive and brilliant. kicking. He's Absolutely. been there since I was a child. And I <laughs> I hope, like, I, I mean, honestly, I'm still, in a, I'm a little bit tender and sensitive about the departure of the jumbo restaurant, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's sort of the thing that that's one of those things I would want to always preserve. Okay. Well, he's present. there. He's he's oh, alive good. and I'm kicking, and he's it. very well. And I watch him every night. So there you go. Oh, funny. But it's also, it, it is interesting. And like, I remember as a child watching him and, and children, so many children's songs and things that we teach children start yeah. with weather. Yes. You know, wind, rain, sun, like these are elements that are just going to be, I mean, for, for most of us, I think nearly all of us, we, the weather is, affects our days. That's right? And that's a good just... cue because I'm going to be playing lots of weather tracks um, to do with the wind and rain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Perfect. Cruz, I think we've reached the end of our bit now. <laughs> Thank you. We yes. have. Yes, because I want to hear what the weather's going to be like as well from, <laughs> from the news. One quick, quick quote. Uh -huh. Everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We've got to, That's another subject of discussion, I think, at some point. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Cruz, thank you so much. That was really good. I, I'm enlightened once again. All right, thank you ever so much. Time